Welcome to Fontenelle, the podcast with a soft spot for paediatrics. I'm Caroline Storey, a paediatric trainee in Wessex, and I've been covering some of the talks given at the recent amazing peer conference 2018. Dr. Dan Magnus, a paediatric emergency medicine consultant from Bristol Children's Hospital, gave a talk on staff wellness, and I was lucky enough to catch up with him before he gave his talk. So we're at the peer conference 2018 and I'm lucky enough to have been able to have grabbed Dan Magnus who is a paediatric emergency medicine consultant in Bristol Children's Hospital. Um, He's just travelled down today to give a talk on uh, staff wellness. Um, Great to meet you Dan. Thanks. And um, yeah would you just like to tell us what you're going to talk about yeah, so Caroline, um, thanks for having me. Um, we, over the last sort of 12 to 18 months or so in Bristol, have been piloting a, a programme that really looks at how we can support the well-being and wellness of all the staff in our department, both in the children's emergency department where I work and in the adult department in, in the same trust. Now, this is a, a really topical and, and hugely important issue. Um, you can kind of take a sort of macro or a micro look at that so if you take a macro look you could kind of quote figures like the fact that one in four NHS staff uh, last year were off work at some point with issues related to mental health uh, or stress uh, that you know well over a billion pounds a year last year was spent on staff locums to fill job vacancies again largely because of uh, staff ill health and so on or or a micro look which is actually much more uh, important in some ways and is about how we look after ourselves and each other uh, in the teams uh, that that we work in um, because we know that we can only look after children and families properly when we're looking after ourselves Mm. properly. No, exactly, yeah. In my talk I will uh, set the context a little bit uh, for why this is such a big problem and in particular look at some kind of key steps for how uh, people can achieve what I'll be calling uh, the wellness badge uh, to use a sort of Hey Dougie reference really Um, and and that really is about uh, acknowledging that well-being and wellness is a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is amazing how often in NHS institutions and in teams uh, people haven't yet really recognised that this is genuinely a really important thing for us to to kind of concentrate on uh, both for the people that we're working with but also for ourselves Um, and then looking at a variety of other steps to to sort of help embed well-being uh, in the work that we do uh, day to day. I have a sort of quite a personal experience of this Um, uh, in fact We'd already got the programme up and running in Bristol, but uh, back in March, my uh, my four-year-old boy became very unwell. I'm pleased to say that he's kind of fine now, but that, for me, gave me a very personal view about how important it is to look after uh, ourselves. And In fact, he came into my department and was in the resuscitation room of my department, right. and fortunately, everything was fine in the end. But obviously, you know, when I came back to work, I spent a lot of time thinking about how how able I was to kind of perform my job properly and and, and really gave me a chance to reflect on just how important it is that we ask ourselves regularly, uh, are we okay? Am I all right to be at work? What do I need um, to to sort of function properly? And 
You know, Caroline, historically in, in NHS Trust's staff wellbeing has basically been about offering resources to people who are struggling. Mm, um, exactly. And, that, and that, that is important, but it's not quite as important in many ways as the sort of proactive view about well-being and wellness. And in fact, well-being, if you like, would be a way we could describe how somebody is at a point in time. And mm. wellness is probably the more important process, which is about an ongoing, dynamic and proactive process mm. of keeping us as well as we can be. Mm. So I think one of the things that our programme's concentrating on uh, currently is about really looking at how we can make staff um, feel at their best, at their happiest, at their most well all the time, Mm. whilst also making sure that there are resources in place for when people are struggling. Mm, That sounds fantastic. So really this idea of wellness, it's, it's beyond just your mental health, it's your whole, your physical health and just how you are generally and how you're able to then interact and work most effectively absolutely and, it, and and some of it starts at a very basic but quite difficult level which is about asking people to acknowledge that they need to ask themselves mm. how they are feeling uh, and that that is something that is much easier said than done actually a lot of the time particularly in a profession where we are focused continually on looking after others exactly yeah um, there's um there's a lovely uh, phrase which i'm uh, saying sorry that i'll be putting up in my slides which says you, you do not have to set yourself on fire to keep others warm and i think that's a really important <laughs> message that you know that I think we all kind of need to think about yeah and I think we all just tend to just cover up sometimes the fact that we are feeling a little bit weaker than maybe we, we should because we don't want to um, we don't want to acknowledge that and uh, it's other people who need looking after not us that's right so it's great just to open up the the fact that that this exists that yeah. there is a not even a problem but the, the reality that we are actually all people that's right and I, and I think once we've acknowledged that the quick key question is okay well then what can we do about this mm. um, and you know one thing I think it's really helpful for us to think about is what you know what are the practical solutions that we can try and implement yeah. and and one of the difficulties that many hospitals uh, have is that these are often very kind of top-down delivered programs for supporting staff well-being mm. that can feel very far removed and very depersonalized yeah. um, from your average you know band five nurse or junior doctor or whoever it may be um, and so you know one of the things we're doing in Bristol and that I would really encourage others to do as well is to think about how you can look at team delivered uh, interventions and programs to support each other now that is difficult to achieve um, but you know we are making small steps towards that uh, where we're working and I think that's you know something people should think about doing yeah what type of things do you mean by that team delivered interventions yeah so I think that that's things like um, you know really using the network you know the kind of quite personal network within the team that you that you're working in to, mm-hmm. to sort of deliver different elements so for example uh, little welcome gifts to new starters in your department or uh, regular blog posts that are written by the people in your department for the people in your department. So you're basically sort of trying to encourage positive interactions between people to sort of bond and forge friendships Correct. really within Correct. within the team yeah so it's not just your your role at work but you are seeing each other then more as people yeah and i mean an example i often quote is uh, you know if i'm offered a, the chance to attend a yoga class for example um from the trust executive in a random location that i've never been to with a load of people who i don't know the mm. likelihood of me going not least because i think i would look pretty awful in my yoga kit uh, the likelihood of me doing that is really quite small whereas <laughs> if my colleagues are saying hey you know we're going to put on some programs for each other Mm. and we're going to do this together as a way of kind of you know trying to kind of 
support ourselves, and then I think sometimes those things can work better. Not always, but mm. but, but I think sometimes that, that can work. So what you're really talking about is a cultural shift. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know I, I also had to take some time off uh, when my mother was unwell. And I remember at the time, um, my boss kindly uh, asked if I wanted to go and see occupational health. And there wasn't really anything other than going to see occupational health. So these types of lower level and cultural sort of initiatives are, I think, going to be really, really helpful. Yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly how, what I'm talking about. How's it being received at Bristol Children's Hospital? Yeah, so it, it's been received well, but I, I also don't think we should pretend that these things are easy. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, just to digress for a second, I suppose one of the issues here is people get very cross about the, t- the idea of resilience, and people say, well, mm. why should... We shouldn't be expected to build our own resilience. We should just have to do fewer night shifts and have better staffing and a system should help us with our resilience. And and I acknowledge that and I I certainly accept that to some degree. But I think the way we're getting through to our own teams is by saying, look, even if things were as good as they could be, um, we still do difficult jobs in very stressful circumstances often um, and we need to develop our teams and our culture to really make sure that we're looking after ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, the nursing, the medical and the other staff... Uh, with, with whom I work, I think they're, they're very positive about that as a concept and, and are, are feeling very receptive. Mm. And so just sort of working in a, in a different hospital, um, how would someone like me or other trainees, what can we take away from this and just start doing when we go back to work tomorrow? What's, what's a, just a small step that yeah. we could implement that you think would work? So I've, there, I've got probably three small answers to that. The, the first is just to go away acknowledging that this is something that really matters mm-hmm. um, and that we all have a responsibility, responsibility to contribute to that. That's an important first step. Um, the second is to just access a variety of resources uh, available that anyone can access, uh, including through uh, our programme, which is uh, which you can find at You Got This. That's the name of the programme. You can find that online. Um, and then the third, if you people are really interested, uh, we are looking at replicating the You Got This programme uh, for different departments within the southwest of England um, and further afield. And feel very free to get in contact mm-hmm. with me and be very happy to chat further. Brilliant. So You Got This is that a U or is that a Y? Yeah. So it's Y O U. You You Got This, all one word. Um, and if you look at You Got This Wellness uh, on Google or another search engine, you'll find it pretty easy. Brilliant. And to find you online, do you have anywhere else? That... Uh, yeah, so at uh, Dr. Dan Magnus on Twitter uh, or dan.magnus at uhbristol.nhs.uk. Amazing. Thanks so much, Dan. Pleasure. And all the best with your talk. Thanks a lot. Great to meet you. It was great to chat to Dan before he gave his talk on wellness at the conference and I'm sure we can all relate to this idea of wellness as something really dynamic which is affected by what goes on at work and by the people around us. I loved the the quote that Dan gave, you are not required to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. You've got to look after yourself, you know, we have to look after each other, we have to make sure we are well enough to care for the people that we're trying to care for. So I'd really encourage you to take some of these ideas back to your workplace. I'm Caroline Storey. This was Fontanelle. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.